This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. The breaking story this morning, the first confirmed presumptive case of coronavirus in British Columbia. That was confirmed this morning by British Columbia's medical health officer, Dr. Bonnie Henry, a a man in his 40s who regularly travels to China for business, lives in the Vancouver area. He was in the Wuhan province of China, returned to British Columbia last week, assessed on Sunday night, and is now in isolation at home. Uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry said uh, he's doing. he seems to be doing fine and recovering and doing okay, uh, but they do believe this is a presumptive positive for the coronavirus, not confirmed yet, but they believe that's what it is i guess not a surprise when i spoke to dr bonnie henry on the show last week she told me she would not be surprised if there was a case here in british columbia and here we go there's a lot of fear out there about this situation let's talk about that now with my guest andre picard he's the very fine health columnist at the globe and mail i really encourage you to follow him on twitter andre thank you for coming on hi Appreciate your time. We got uh, a presumptive case here in British Columbia. Does that surprise you, or what are your thoughts on the way public officials are handling this? No, I think it's uh, totally expected, given where the the origin of the virus, lots of travel between China and B.C. I think the only surprise is we didn't see a B.C. case before Toronto. But uh, no, I think uh, actually sort of good news, uh, the way we've learned, I just listened to the presser, uh, system seems to be working. The person self-disclosed uh, is not that sick. So this is all very good news. Okay, if it's good news. Why? Because and, and how is the system working in, in this case? Well, the person seems to have been caught relatively quickly after their return. Uh, he's not too sick, which, you know, we're not sure exactly how uh, lethal coronavirus is because we know about the deaths, but we don't know about the people who get infected but don't get that sick. So the fact that we're testing them and we're finding them is is good news. It means it's not as lethal as, as we thought. Okay, you wrote a really interesting column, Andre, about the fear aspect of this, and a lot of it's driven by social media, and there is a lot of concern and fear out there about coronavirus. But as you point out, there are plenty of other uh viruses out there just the common flu virus that kills a lot of people too what are, what are your thoughts there about the the fear that people are feeling about this yes yeah, so it's natural that people are fearful of new things because we're, yeah. there's a lot of unknown so what makes us fearful is unknown things uh, at the other end of the spectrum we tend to underestimate things that are things we should worry about like the flu so the flu kills thousands, hundreds of thousands of people more than the the coronavirus, the numbers that don't compare, but we're worried about the the new thing. And that's, again, it's human, it's natural to to think like that, but we have to try and give ourselves uh, some context and and try and look at these things with some perspective. Does it make sense or is it understandable that people are concerned or fearful given that in the past 24 hours or so, we've seen the number of cases here in China more than double to over 4,000, the number of deaths to more than 100 spreading to other countries. Isn't that a reason to be concerned? Well, I think it's a uh, reason to be informed and uh, on top of it. But again, you know, that's how epidemiology works. When something's new, it takes a while to, to discover it. And then it's natural that there's a spike. So that's that's not unusual. I think what we have to watch is the trend is, you know, if it doubles every day for the next month, 
then we're in big trouble. But I think there's a lot of catching up being done now. Uh, and again, when we look back at SARS, this is exactly how it worked. There's a big leap in numbers, and they kind of leveled out and, and fell off. So we're we're learning, we're containing the cases, but we don't know. And and again, for some perspective, 106 deaths, 101.2 billion people in China. So it's a very very tiny uh, problem compared to many other things at this point. I remember back uh, during the SARS outbreak and and covering that story and. One of the things that drove the fear back then was a lot of the, as you mentioned, the unknowns, but also just the the difficulty in getting information because you had different public bodies in different countries, in some cases, declining to share information about what was going on, creating a lot of confusion in the public. Do you think that's improved here with the coronavirus outbreak? All the indications so far is that it's improved a lot. So we know with uh, SARS, China didn't reveal that there's this new virus, this new coronavirus circulating. It took them almost two months. They're very, very secretive. Uh, In this case, it seems to have been a week, maybe two weeks, where they kind of kept it on the on the down low. But they've been very open. You know, we we have these numbers. Uh, they seem to. There's a World Health Organization officials have been meeting in China for two, three days now. Uh, back during SARS, they wouldn't even let them in the country. So it's a very different atmosphere. I think the the regime there has recognized that if you try and cover this stuff up, it, it's harmful more more harmful down the road. And they suffered a lot economically yeah. from SARS as. Canada, and I think we both learned some really, really big communications lessons in addition to public health lessons. Speaking to Globe and Mail health columnist Andre Picard, when you take a look at some of the, I guess, some of the unknowns about this this virus, one of the ones that jumps out at me is when are people contagious? Because the public health officer here in British Columbia said this morning that when this man traveled back to British Columbia on a plane, they weren't worried about other people being exposed on the the flight that he was on because he was not symptomatic on the flight. But I've also heard other reports or seen other reports that maybe people can be contagious before they develop symptoms. What what is what are the facts there on that? Well, the facts are like many things with a new virus. We just don't know. So there's been some suggestions that there's been some asymptomatic transmission, so transmission from people who don't show obvious symptoms. But we don't know. We don't know if that's the case. It may be in only to, say, people who are highly uh, have problems with their immune system, because we know most of the deaths, almost all the deaths have been people with chronic health conditions, and that's not unusual either. So we don't. there's a lot of stuff we don't know. We don't know how lethal it is. You know, there have been uh, alarmist headlines about this the death rate is higher than the 1918 flu pandemic, uh, which is true on the surface. But the real, the real thing we don't know that we need to know is how many people have been infected and are not sick. So there could be yeah. hundreds of thousands of people in China who are infected and didn't fall ill. And again, that would be good news. It would mean that it's not that dangerous a virus, that it's uh, more impactful on people who are already susceptible because of their immune systems. When you talk about the fear that people feel out there about this uh, coronavirus outbreak, Andre, like, you know, sometimes you hear people saying, well, maybe we should shut down all flights, all air traffic from China, quarantine all travelers. We've seen the United States airlifting American citizens and diplomats out of Wuhan province in China. And some people saying, why doesn't the Canadian government do the same thing? Do you think some of these demands are 
going too far, or how would you how would you characterize those? Well, when you talk about public health measures, you always have to look at the benefits and the harms uh, and how realistic they are. So banning all air travel, probably not realistic, uh, not smart for economic reasons. Uh, you strand people. Uh, there's people carry, you know, the reality is people carry diseases on planes every single day, uh, some of them more lethal than coronavirus, talking about 100 deaths. So I think, I think that's too much. Uh, people want to hear uh, want screening at airports, so why don't we take everybody's temperature? Again, that sounds like a good idea on the surface. Uh, we know from research it's not very effective. You just get a lot of false positives, so you're going to be generating a lot of business for the health system and just clogging it up for no reason. And probably the people will with coronavirus will slip through anyhow because, as we said, some of them can be asymptomatic. Uh, Want to, there's calls today, uh, you know, in Toronto to close some schools because they have a chi- high uh, percentage of Chinese students. Uh, that's not going to work either. Uh, things like quarantine uh, sounds like a great thing. Again, the research tells us it's ineffective. So there's all these things. Uh, the public wants officials to do something, and there's a lot of pressure to do something. Unfortunately, there's not a lot to be done. Uh, the sad truth is the best way to treat this is what's happening in BC. Uh, someone feels ill, uh, feels safe to self-disclose and get treated. That, that's how we're going to get this under control. It's not going to be with any uh, draconian measures. And that's, people don't like that answer, but that's the reality. That's what science tells us. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you. I appreciate it very much. That is Andre Picard, the very fine health columnist at the Globe and Mail. If you're on Twitter, I encourage you to give him a follow there, Picard on Health, at Picard on Health on Twitter. Appreciate his time today.